Tuesday, April 12th, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Global Gains, Tim Hansen, from Income Investor, James Early, and from Motley Fool Asset Management, Bill Mann. Guys, good to see you. Good to see you, Chris. Chris. Greetings. Cisco Systems and Facebook making headlines, but we will begin today in Japan. The country raised the severity rating of its nuclear crisis to seven, its highest rating, which matches the Chernobyl disaster of 1986. Bill Mann, I will start with you. You've worked in Japan. You've been in these nuclear plants. Not recently, Not I recently. have to say. Um, you know, has anything surprised you about the way this story has unfolded? You know, a, a, a while back when we were talking about the earthquake and we were talking about Japan in general, I described them as being the uh, the Captain Sully of, the, of, of, of nations. But I'd have to say that TEPCO so far has been like the bizarro Sully. I mean, I, I worked in the uh, – I worked with the Japanese utilities and one of the things that they were doing, and this was in the 90s, is – they sat down with the folks who, you know, at uh, at Three Mile Island, and they went and toured Chernobyl. I've been inside, you know, these containment vessels, and they were really specifically trying to figure out what would happen, you know, what you know, if there were a big event at one of their nuclear plants. And they've just kind of done the opposite. I mean, they spent years on this and didn't seem to do any of it. I mean. Things down to like not having cords that match the plugs, you know, in case of uh, in case of emergency. And so, a little amazing to me. And as I understand it, Chris, this uh, the radiation is only like a tenth at most of, of what Chernobyl was. So it's really yeah. nowhere in the same. Chernobyl was an eleven, same yeah. league, and uh, and 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 the risk is not so much that the plants is that if Japan gets hit with another tsunami or another uh, earthquake, they, there could be more problems. So to yeah. me, this seems like just the dem- demonstrating they could they can overreact after the fact when they underreacted initially. In other words, when the, when the thing first happened, uh, the, the government was a little bit too cool and too calm and too collected. So now they're just showing that they can they can they can overreact. Yeah. Tim, when this story uh, first broke, uh, one of the things that we had talked about was the way some of the stocks in Japan were being hit um, to almost uh, unreasonable levels. Uh, one of the points you had made was, okay, some of these companies, like Makita, just to pick one, mm-hmm. they're going to have a soft quarter, but but long term, they're they're not really materially damaged uh, in terms of the way that their business operates. Um, it, do you think that's still the case? I think that's still true. I mean, uh, the the unfortunate part of all this is that you know one of the takeaways is never overestimate the competence of anybody. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, the, the longer the problem goes on, just as with the Gulf and getting involved with energy companies, you know, or offshore companies in the Gulf, the longer that goes on, the worse it does get. But at the end of the day, those companies, in all likelihood, are, are, are going to rebound in some capacity, both operationally and on the stock market. I think that's true of Japan as well. Um, but the timeline is, is, is not a short one. One of the big things about Japan that's interesting, and it's different than most every country in the world, Korea is probably in the same boat, is that they have a whole, a huge number of component manufacturers that go into Sony, that go into you know a lot of the you know a lot of the big Japanese company equipment, uh, and they're mom and pops. And by mom and pops, they're like behind the house of you know of someone. And so when you have these rolling blackouts, it's the component manufacturers and the component supply where Japan is really going to struggle. I mean, they're, they, you know, power will be supplied to Toyota and it'll be supplied to, to Sony. But the component manufacturers, I mean, that's really the pressure point for Japan right now. You know, and there are knock-on effects too. You know, there's a company that, that we follow called SMTC, which is a contract electronics manufacturer with plants in Mexico and China and you know they source inventory 
from Japan. They get yeah. a lot of chips that they use in their manufacturing processes. And the stock got hit really hard on the earthquake. And we looked at the balance sheet and we saw six months worth of inventory that they could use. And we looked at each other and said, you know, that's probably long enough to get them through to the other side. Yeah. But yeah, six at this months point, of in- maybe not. Six months of inventory doesn't mean that they have six months of everything, though. That's true, too. I mean, that's true, too. At the end of the day, you know, financial analysis is guesswork because we don't get to go open their inventory closet and do yeah. a do an item by item check. You know, but roughly speaking, <laughs> we thought, yeah, this, you know, yeah. how long can Japan be shut down in this capacity? At this point, I have no idea. Well, whether it's shut down or whether it's simply well, yeah, uh, lowered shut, over right, a period right, of exactly, time. Exactly right. Yeah. Cisco Systems announced today that the company is laying off 550 employees and exiting several consumer businesses, including Flip. Flip is the digital video camera company that Cisco bought just two years ago for nearly $600 million. Well done. Yes. And uh, James Early, i got to say, as a Cisco shareholder, I love stuff like this. Chris, it's very interesting because because tech has been too broad of a term for a long time. Much like international investing, it's just too broad to be useful. Uh, tech is is becoming segregated in different segments, and, and companies like Cisco have really uh, outlived their their lifespan as growth companies. It's time these companies started doing what they're doing now, like cutting costs, not chasing growth at all costs. Uh, live by growth, die by growth has been kind of the the, the mantra before. But uh, I kind of like uh, these companies now. Intel, they're, they're paying much bigger dividends. Cisco, um, it's, it's it's really the, the new future of tech, and there's going to be some. Uh, transition period when the investor base changes from from the growth people to the dividend people like me. But over time, I think it's a good move. Tim? You know, the funny thing is that the flip cam was a great product. I mean, we used them all the time in in our research and and things like that. And it just was undone by device convergence, which is to say the power of, you know, video technology is now on the iPhone or, you know, whatever else Mm -hmm. you're taking with you. And, And it just speaks to when a company makes an acquisition, you really want to look at to make sure what they're doing is within their circle of competence, within what they do well. Cisco wasn't a consumer electronics brand, and they yeah. bought one, and then they missed the mega trend that wiped it out. Yeah. And um, you know they ended up writing off a lot of value, and, and, and it's still, as James pointed out, still a cash-rich company. But the danger being, did they go out and do replicate that mistake again? I, I don't know. What did you flip cam in your research? Just out of curiosity. Oh, you know, we took them to tour, you know, manufacturing facilities. It was just, you know, it was a great little. It had great battery life. Yeah. It had great memory. And you yeah. just turn it on and walk around for two hours and it records everything. A hidden you, camera or just legit? No, it was legit. I mean, <laughs> just it's curious. small. Just put it in your pocket. That's you know, you, right. You yeah. tell people what you're doing so you can that's use the footage Tim later. That's not Tim Hansen. That's yeah. uh, what, yeah. Chris Hansen? Is that the guy? Exactly. He's got a long trench coat on. But it's, uh, <laughs> I mean, it was, a great little t- it was a great little tool. Like I said, it had long battery life. It did exactly what you wanted it to do. You could edit on the camera. A, a, a fun product that was undone by a technological innovation that Cisco, frankly, probably should have seen coming. The consumer electronics business is hard. I mean, you look at the struggles that like Sony has had. And so for Cisco to say, okay, we're going to get into this business. I mean, that's a tough putt for anybody. I mean, even the ones that do it well. The thing that really, really just ticks me off about Cisco is that for years, when they do these transactions, they've done them with stock. So it's not even I mean, it's a cash rich company. But all they've done is diluted their investors for years and years and years. And some of the you know, some of these acquisitions have been good. But it's always just been to me something that I've worried about at Cisco, because to me, a company that always sells stock when it does its transactions, is one that's just I mean, it's a little capricious with shareholder assets. And it's not like it's 1999. The stock is, is it's a huge high either. Yeah. 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 Money is so cheap. Why would you? And they've got it. I mean, they've right, got $14 right. billion. Dollars. I mean, 
you know, blow some of that. And, you know. John Chambers is the CEO and chairman. He has been CEO since 1995. Back when you know Ace Ventura Two was ripping up the uh, the box office, turn it up, Jumanji, yeah. and all that. <laughs> Good memory. Um, is it time for him to do what Bill Gates did a decade ago and say, you know what, I'm going to continue to be chairman, but it's time for someone else to take the day to day reins of this company? I, I, you know, I think John Chambers is actually. I mean, he's 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 okay, but I would like to see. I I, I do like management continuity, so the fact that he's been there for a while, but. You know, at the same time, they need a. You know, they they need to come. You know, to come to come to some sort of religion about you know return on their shareholders' assets. Now they might consider the same thing Microsoft should consider, which is breaking up the company into smaller, more entrepreneurial pieces. Yeah, and then there's more of a sense of risk, more responsibility in the individual business units. And you know, technology is a very entrepreneurial industry. I mean, by definition, and uh, these big conglomerates have shown that. They start to struggle a little bit on the innovation front as they get sure. as they get big. And finally, guys, there has been, uh, and rightly so, a lot of coverage about the tragedy in Japan. But uh, there's another tragedy that's been overlooked, and I'm talking, this of is, course, this is worse about yeah. the plight of the Winklevoss twins. Um, if oh. you've seen the movie The Social Network, you may remember that the Winklevoss twins, Cameron and Tyler, claimed that Mark Zuckerberg. Wait, 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 wait. Those are made up names. Uh, I mean, honestly, <laughs> right? Like. <laughs> Made up by Mr. and Mrs. Winklevoss. Uh, they claimed that Mark Zuckerberg stole their idea for Facebook. They sued Zuckerberg and settled that lawsuit two years ago for $20 million in cash and $45 million worth of stock. Then they said Zuckerberg had not been 100% forthcoming with information. Shocker. Yes. They, they <laughs> disputed the valuation put uh, on Facebook for their settlement. So they filed another lawsuit. And here's where the tragic part comes, guys. On Monday, a panel of federal judges ruled that the Winklevi cannot back out of the original deal. They are now going to have to get by on what amounts to be around $160 million. So, Tim, I will start with you. Um, sure, they're going to take some of that money. They're going to pay off their high-interest credit card debt. But, but Student af- loans? But after that... Student loans? Harvard's expensive. Yeah. I, mean, wh- I mean, what do they do next? With the money? I mean, By flip cam. I, they might want to go back to school and learn how to value a business. Or <laughs> trade. <laughs> I mean, they got they got nailed because uh, Facebook told them that the business was worth $15 billion, which I guess is what Microsoft paid to become an investor or something like that. And then the, the Winklevi found out later that Facebook itself only thought that the company was worth $3.7 billion, so they should have been entitled to more shares of stock. Lost in all this is... What did the Winklevi think it was worth? <laughs> Maybe they should have done some work to figure that out. Maybe they should have invented Facebook. I mean, at, at yeah. some point, this is now twice in their history where they've just taken what Mark Zuckerberg told them at face value and just went, oh, okay, sure, absolutely. <laughs> you know, you're working on our website? Great. We'll, we'll see you in a few weeks. Yeah. Oh, your company's, going? Worth, your company's worth $15 billion? Great. Thanks I'm going to go paddle money. a boat for a while and well, tell me gonna, how it's going. I mean, they, when are they going to learn that Mark Zuckerberg, shocker, may be lying to them? <laughs> yeah. Well, and here's the other thing about Zuckerberg. If these guys are so suit happy, I'd have kept things from them too. I mean, if <laughs> like, I mean, I think they've shown themselves to be like you know they're 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 willing to take advantage of the system. What, to, what are the uh, names again? Cameron and all Ty- of them are made very up. Pretty, these are real you know? names. Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss. This one was Olympian. I can picture them in tennis sweaters too. Um, <laughs> the, the court, uh, in making the ruling, said that the Winklevosses Winkle Winklevi. Winklevini, whatever. They said that, the, the, uh, that Cameron and Tyler were trying to achieve in court 
what they had failed to achieve in real life. So let's just go. Brutal. That is brutal. Uh, Let's just go uh, around the horn real quick here. Um, If there was something that the court could achieve for you that you haven't achieved in real life, Tim Hansen, what would it be? Uh, The eight-foot basketball hoop. Regulation. I mean, I would be a dunking machine on that thing. You would be. Oh, man. Watch out for me. But the defense. Well, arguably there's some relativity issues on that. (laughs) It it doesn't make you any taller. It's worth the occasional dunk. It's worth the occasional dunk. I I, I never would have been an NBA ball player, but if we had eight-foot hoops, I'd be having a lot more fun out on the court these days. Bill Mann? I'm going to have to go with the eight-day week. I mean, I just think that seven days is just kind of not right. The five on, two off. Five on and three off. I mean, that's awesome. Or I mean, so it would you, be a, a holiday, uh, an off day. An well, extra off yeah. day. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure I've never seen you work on Monday or Friday. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you do the four. Okay, threes. I said, I meant, I meant five off, three on. Whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> James, nothing fancy. I wish I had worn glasses as a kid there because I don't see font. out of one of my eyes very well. So if I could reverse that, I'd be a happy guy. Wait a minute. You're, wait a minute. What? I see pretty much all out of my right eye, just very little. I have this thing called amblyopia, which like the nerve never strengthened or thickened enough between my, my brain and my left eye. So it's too late now after you're eight years old. All right, old. I'm going to sue to change that name. Amblyopia? amblyopia? Yeah. So That's like that, a country. Does that result in you have death perception? Is that near Sudan? I have, yeah, but I can't. You know those like- You allowed uh, to drive? Years ago, I can't allowed to drive. But <laughs> those things you stare at and you try to like see the hidden the picture. The state of Virginia inside. is never now see interested. Those. You cannot see Magic Eye. I cannot see Magic Eye for see the, the life of me. I've tried so hard to see Magic Eye and it's just it's just been frustrating. I think we need to sue Magic Eye. Yeah, that's a good that's a good discrimination. Yeah. What's that movie? Is it Mallrats where the guy stands there <laughs> yeah. in front of the bookstore for days at a time? And he can't, he can't figure I out can't what it is. can't see the sailboat. That was for 1995 too, wasn't it? I, may have been. I think it was. And just to review, the Commonwealth of Virginia has seen fit to give James Early a driver's license. James Early. His schedule will be <laughs> yeah. posted on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> James Early, Bill Mann, Tim Hanson. Guys, thanks for being here. Thanks, thank you, Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about. Don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.